Aaron. Wasn't that wonderful? Enjoyed that. Let's give him a hand. Job. It's great to see all the children dressed up as angels and uh, sheep and all that good stuff. And um, we told our daughter Evelyn because she kept saying, she's like, I'm going to be an angel. I'm going to flap my wings. And we're like, no, just go up there, stand up there. That's all you got to do. So, yeah, good thing she didn't like try jumping off or you know, anything like that. But, uh, you know, uh, we've just heard this story about Christmas. And truly, it really is more than just a story. I mean, because when you, when you think about it, that what took place of Christ coming to the world how do we reconcile that with everything that goes on in this world? How do we reconcile Christ coming into this world? Um, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the eternal God taking on flesh and dwelling among his creation. How, how do we process that? The infinite becoming an infant for one purpose and that was to glorify the Father by being a perfect sacrifice for our sin. You see, if the story of Jesus' birth just stops here at the manger, then really we miss out on the tremendous benefits that Jesus Christ secured for sinners. His death on the cross fulfilled all that the law and animal sacrifices pointed towards. And it was Christ that when he came, he did what the law could not do. And that was to provide forgiveness for those who draw near to God. And that's the only way that we as people can, can come into a relationship with God and actually truly worship God was because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. You see, in the old system, the old way, back in the Old Testament, they had these, this system where they offered sacrifices year after year after year. And really, it barred true worshipers that wanted to have worship with God. They could not enter into God's presence because only the high priest could do that. Only the high priest could go in there and offer a sacrifice and enter into the very presence of God in the Holy of Holies. But when Christ came, that all changed because Christ made the way perfect for us to enter in to the very presence of God because of his sacrifice. And he did this. We were able to gain free access to God by his one-time sacrifice and forgiveness of sins. And so when we examine the Christmas story, and specifically we're going to look here out of a chapter, out of Hebrews chapter number 10, when we examine the Christmas story, the writer of Hebrews piles up so many ways of which Christ's sacrifice was so much better than the sacrifices that happened in the Old Testament. What those sacrifices could not do, what Christ's sacrifice accomplished. And so in Christ, we receive a complete, final, once for all pardon for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? You know, there's the old saying, there's nothing such as a free lunch. What's the catch? 
There's got to be a catch to all this. But in reality, in Christ, it is totally, perfectly, 100% free that we can have forgiveness of sins. And we can be in the presence of God and actually worship him. Because of what Christ did, he freed us from the, the penalty of our sin. Christ bore the awful penalty that we all deserve to pay. This is why the birth of Christ is more than just a story. It's about Christ being the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And so I want to give you a couple points here, just real briefly, to consider as we think about Christ's sacrifice for our sins and what that really means for us when we come around this time to consider about Christ stepping into humanity and dwelling among his own creation. So here out of Hebrews chapter number 10, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to look through here through verses 1 through 14. Let me read to you here, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. It says, For since the law has been but a shadow of good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered? Since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder, a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So when we consider Christ the perfect sacrifice, number one, I want you to take notice that his sacrifice provided a perfect standing for us before God. You see, the law was only a shadow of the things to come. And it was not the very form of things, as the writer of Hebrews writes. And so for this reason, the repeated sacrifices could not make perfect those who wanted to draw near to God. Otherwise, they would have ceased to be offered, is what the writer says. Because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have had a consciousness of sins to make perfect. You see, as people, as fallen human beings, because of Christ's sacrifice, we can be perfect in the sight of God. You say, but you don't know what I've done. God does. And he can make you perfect in the sight of God. Of God. It includes a total cleansing from sin so that we have a clean conscience. If our consciences are aware of sins that have not been confessed and forgiven, we will hesitate to draw near to God. How clean is your conscience right now before God? 50%? 50%? Zero? How clean is your conscience before God? Adam and Eve, when they had sinned, what did they do? They hid from God. God was seeking them out and they were hiding because they knew that they had sinned against God. You know, every parent has had the same experience. You come home and your child avoids you. Why? Why? 
because they've done something bad. I can remember several times growing up with my older brother, younger sister, the nonsense that would go on in, our, in the house because our parents weren't there, water fights indoors, I mean, taking the closet doors off the, the, the track and using them as slides, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> parents would come home, and what would we try to do? Avoid, because we were guilty. And see, here in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 3, the author goes on to argue that these annual sacrifices that were only provided for a yearly reminder of sins, and that every single year, the people, every single year, had to continually offer these sacrifices. They never took away sin. And they had to constantly be reminded of it, just kind of like how April 15th always rolls around every single year. There's a reminder of that. But listen to what he says in verse number four. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Animal blood has no provision for the removal for human sins. God designed that system of animal sacrifice to point ahead to his provision of the sacrifice of his own son. This is why Jesus had to be both God and man. As eternal God, his sacrifice has infinite value. And as man, his sacrifice atones for human sin in a way that the blood of animals never could. But it gets better than that. There's more to the story about this sacrifice. Because listen to what he continues writing here in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. Consequently, he says, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He, Jesus, does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The author here quotes out of Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. And in the mouth of Jesus, it's, it's Jesus almost saying this as he's coming into the world. When Christ took on humanity, the body of Jesus that he had, this, that he would offer was a suitable sacrifice for our sins. You see, the cross was not an accident, it was not an unforeseen tragedy that took Jesus by surprise. It was not a temporary setback that God figured out how to turn for good. 
Rather, the cross was God's predetermined plan. As John puts it, it says that Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the beginning of time, God purposed to send forth his son to deal with your sin and with my sin. The son of God would come into the world as a man and he would fulfill through his obedience the complete law of God. And then would die as the sacrifice that the justice of God demands as the payment for sins. Romans 6.23 says it very clearly. For the wages of sin is death. As Jesus prayed in the garden in Luke chapter 22 verse 42. He said not my will but yours be done. You know we cannot imagine how difficult it was. For the sinless son of God to be made sin for us. You and I have sinned against a holy and righteous God. And the only payment for that sin is death. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve the judgment of God. We deserve to be cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity. We deserve this judgment not because we're good only most of the time, but because deep down inside all of us is a wicked heart that devises evil. We are sinners by birth and sinners by choice. But the good news is that Jesus took our judgment. He paid the penalty. He took the wrath of God for us by being a perfect sacrifice for us. Christ was crucified on the cross for our sins. He died for our sins. He was buried. His body was laid in a tomb. And on the third day, he resurrected in power and glory. What does this mean for you? What does this mean for us? Listen to verse number 10. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So because Jesus, his sin, because, the, because he took on sin, because he became sin for us, there is this inward cleansing that has taken place for those that repent of their sin and they trust Jesus as their Savior. We're being made fit for the presence of God so that we can offer him acceptable worship now. You see, the one offering of Christ on the cross provides to those who accept Christ for their sacrifice for sin a perfect standing before God for all of eternity. So Christ allows us to stand before him with a clean conscience. It's going to be a terrible day when Christ returns because he's going to judge this earth in righteousness. The Bible tells us that there's going to be many people crying out to the rocks to fall on them, to hide them from the face of the wrath of the Lamb. And he's going to judge. You cannot hide. And so Jesus provides a perfect sacrifice for us to stand before him with a clean conscience. Secondly, his sacrifice 
provided a total forgiveness of sins. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 10 verses 11 through 14 says. It says, And every priest stands daily in his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Verse 11 here portrays the priest who stood daily offering time after time the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. He was literally covered in blood. He was a butcher. Picture that. Animal after animal after animal after animal after animal. And it could not take away sins. He was constantly covered in blood. And it did not completely provide removal or the forgiveness of sins. This is why Jesus is so important. That's why if you just leave the story here, there's really no good news. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. If we just leave Christ there in the manger, silent night, holy night, if we just leave Christ there, away in a manger, no crib for, his, for, for a bed, if we just leave Christ there, but we don't look forward to the cross, then really, what is the story of Christmas all about? It's more than just a story. Christ paid for our sins. And his sacrifice provided a total forgiveness of our sins. Listen to what verse 12 says. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. It's contrasting with verse number 11. As the priest is standing there daily, he can never sit down. He constantly has to continue to sacrifice for sins. And so the standing here, the priest indicates an unfinished work that is never done. But because of Christ, it's done. It's finished. When Christ died upon the cross, he said, it is finished. It's paid for. And so the sitting of Jesus indicates that his work of sacrifice is finished and that he has been exalted to the place of supreme honor. Listen to verse number 14 in Hebrews chapter 10. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. So the author here again repeats this effect of Jesus, one offering that he has perfected for all time, those who are being sanctified. This is why the birth of Christ is more than a story, because his sacrifice has, has and is perfecting those who have and will believe in Jesus. So for those of you that know Christ as your Savior, Christ is still sanctifying you he is doing a work in your life continually God has forgiven all of your sin through Christ's sacrifice and he has imputed Christ's perfect righteousness to you 
And so to know that your sins have been forgiven is a very blessed thought. To know that my conscience is clean before God, to know that all my sins, past, present, and future sins, have all been taken care of because of the blood of Christ. Acts chapter 4, verse number 12 says this, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Forgiveness of sins is not granted on your good works, your church attendance, your baptism, your belief in God, your love for dogs or cats, your humanitarian efforts, other gods, mother nature, education or wisdom. You can only come one way to God and that is through Jesus Christ. The babe that was born there in Bethlehem The babe that lies there in a manger came to bring peace to the hostility between God and man to provide a perfect sacrifice for our sin so that we might be forgiven and cleansed from the works of our wicked hearts. So how about you? Are all your sins forgiven? Have you trusted in Christ and Christ alone for salvation? If the Father is drawing you unto himself, the Bible says, do not harden your heart. Repent. Believe the gospel. Turn to Christ. He is the only way of salvation. So Christ is more than just a story. He is the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Let's pray together.